welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we were taken on a cruise and fed enigmatic clues as to the location of Dracula's clock. As always, we'll be crafting one or more of these trailers into our own completely original film. But before we bring you something new, it's first time for something old as we check in on last week's feature film in box office report yeah last week we started making the film blank bridge blank blank that's the one um and as you may expect it's not finished yet yeah (laughs) this this film was what a 15 or 20 year production it is from now until our deaths (laughs) we are filming uh once per year every year with the same group of kids i was actually a little bit surprised that this um and now we make a lot of jokes in this program Mm. the adoption program uh the uh (laughs) It's actually really, really difficult. Is it? Yeah, like okay. just. I mean, we have to uh, legally adopt these. We were trying to get around it. We're I thought we were going to get around it. We were. Okay. Um, uh, we've been advised that it's not possible. Oh. Um, that's only possible up until this is why Boyhood ended when um, the kid turned eighteen. Because uh, okay. beyond yep. that point, uh, Richard Linklater had no claim on him. The, the parents couldn't sign a contract. Yep. But if we legally adopt them, when we can sign a contract which right. passes the age of eighteen, okay. and maintain legal rights that they have to perform in our film. Because, right. Okay. I mean, at the, if they turn 18 and go, oh, we've done this all of our lives, I'm sick of it. Yep. Uh, what, what legal recourse would we have had if they weren't our own children? I, I, so, don't, I don't know. Yeah, the adoption pro, um, um, process. Yeah. Process, yes, thank you. I was Progress? <laughs> pr- pr- princess. Pron- <laughs> prontess. Prontess isn't even a word. The adoption, <laughs> adoption process, um, really difficult, really hard. Mm. Not making any jokes about it. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, uh, we haven't even started. So we, we haven't started. Haven't even started oh, the process gosh. yet. Oh um, man! Are we? I like we sat down with um, some of the writers to to start writing the script. Yep. And like each section's only like you know thirty Tw- seconds yeah. long because yeah. it's going to be thirty years where it, it's it's all a guess. <laughs> it's all a great big guess. It could go anywhere. Right. Uh, okay. This is the problem. Do you realize last week we actually sat down to try and make a comedy, <laughs> and instead we made this sort of yeah. boyhood <laughs> tree of life epic. <laughs> I remember, like, all the films you were, like, bringing up in terms of stuff that's related to what we were trying to make. None of them were comedies. Not a single one. All of them were high-end, like, dramas that most people probably haven't seen, because I certainly haven't. I don't think we're making comedies. <laughs> no. I think, you know, each studio has its own sort of, like, little niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, there's things that studios do well. We've tried two comedies. <laughs> None of them have turned out comedies. I just... Uh, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do comedies ever get massive recognition around the world from critics and audiences alike no never you never get a film that's like critically acclaimed and the audience loves it that is a comedy yep. it just doesn't happen anymore you know better, more than critical acclaim yep. box office earnings box office earnings what are the yeah. highest films uh, ever earning they're all your big action yeah, superhero yep. Yep. titanic yep. romance avatars exactly star warsy yep. uh, minions <laughs> I think Minions is like sixth highest grossing film of all time or something like that. Oh, God. Astounding. Um, Yeah, none of them are comedies. I reckon we... I'm not saying throw in the towel, because if at first you don't succeed, find something that's much easier that earns you a lot more money. (laughs) Exactly. um, I think as the old saying goes. Yep. I think we're going to do some like mini series or something. 10 minute comedy shorts we can chuck exactly. them on, on the uh, on the platform i think so like um what what was that short-lived vine yeah we had like yeah. six seconds yeah, yeah. let's bring I reckon, back vine i reckon we can cut our teeth and try and make yeah. some six second comedy <laughs> films and then yeah. we we go from there to to youtube and yep. from then youtube yep. to 
Twitch, I want to say, is another <laughs> streaming platform. I don't really know what you do on Twitch. And then from um, Twitch to t- uh, half hour TV, half hour yep. TV to hour TV. Yep. And then we work our way up to feature. To feature film, Because yeah. wading into that pool at the feature end yeah, yeah. uh, and not really knowing how to swim exactly. has it's not bode well for our comedy. We, we can't do it uh, via the MASH approach where we make the film first and then the TV series. We have to do it the other way around, like a whole bunch of other failed TV show to movie sitcoms that... Hang on, I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, now. I mean, The Simpsons is the only one yeah. that, like, uh, South Park did South TV Park did to a, movie. TV to movie. Uh, and it's always... Futurama yeah, did a fe- couple. I mean, Futurama did feature length. Yeah. Like, there was TV specials. They didn't get a theatrical release. True, true. But they're, they're all comedy, like, TV <laughs> uh, animated comedies. Maybe that's our problem. Yeah. Maybe we should have gone animated. Animated, yeah. Next time. Next, next time, time we'll learn our we'll lesson. get Macaulay Culkin back in, in his motion capture suit, and make something comedic. That's not how you move. That's, like, it's not going to be... Not, no, that's right, yeah, that's, we can't. We, yeah. We're not 3D. These, I think the other thing is these are all 2D. 2D, yeah. Or, you know, cut out, or, you know, <laughs> something something nice animated, not this 3D <laughs> soulless bullshit that keeps getting churned out. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, soulless 3D bullshit, that is uh, a very, very good segue. This week in trailers, this week in trailers with Hotel Transylvania Three: Summer Vacation. Not a new National Lampoon film, unfortunately, <laughs> but the third film in the Sony Animation Studios Hotel Transylvania series, of which I've not seen any of them, and no. I have no idea what any of them are about. I know that it stars. Adam Sandler and his motley crew of actors, uh, David Spade, Kevin James, Steve, uh, Steve Buscemi, yeah, he's in this um, one as well. and a bunch of others. I think Selena, Selena Gomez plays the door. Yep. I believe, and this is context clues from the trailer we've watched and the yep. Wikipedia page we read through. That, <laughs> Did uh, we read it though? I think uh, we skimmed. Hotel Transylvania is like a holiday retreat yep. with an eclectic sort of werewolves and monsters. Yeah. And, and it's a, a family where it's the daughter and the... Adam Sandler, Dracula dad, and yep. the werewolf grandfather, mm-hmm. and the weird tentacle monsters. It's, sure. it's like if Adam's family were like, <laughs> instead of just being creepy and kooky, yep. were the storybook monsters of the 1800s. Yeah, exactly. Maybe this is a maybe this is the next film in the Dark Universe project. Possibly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> one step closer to winning my bet. Um, and so the, the premise of this one is that Oh, they must have done... I think the first one is the Hotel Transylvania and it's the antics in the hotel. Yeah. I vaguely remember a poster for number two and maybe a new kid, like a baby, had come along sure. and it was the the baby causing mayhem. And yep. this is... Where do we take the franchise? On a on cruise a vi- yeah. trip. Yeah. And so the, as the summer vacation is them going yep. on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twist is that uh, the captain of the cruise ship is a... Uh, the granddaughter of Van Helsing, who, yep. if you've read the novels or know any of the lore, is a vampire hunter. Yep. And she's trying to kill... Uh, Dracula and mm. he has fallen for her yep. and it's weird romance yep. uh, yeah. who yeah. knows comedy surely the summer vacation is the kind of trope that a whole bunch of like you know old American sitcoms used to do so when the writers had completely run out of ideas for this you know family situation or comedy like family ties or uh, family matters as well I'm I sure that was one of them I actually think it's where the term jumping the shark comes from where yeah. the Fonzie and his friends go to like a beach location, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and he's skiing, and yep. he ha- he uses his skis to go over a ramp and yep. jump a pool that has a shark in it. Yeah, exactly. So like, like literally, this summer vacation trope is the, where the term "jumping the shark" comes from, where yeah. it's where the writers have run out of ideas yeah. and have taken the show in yeah. a direction that was just like, "Why did you do this? <laughs> it should have just left it as it was." It's, it's not even that the show. It's maybe not even the show has run out of ideas. It's more like let's have a holiday somewhere because they usually shoot on location. That's as true. Well. So it's like 
95% of the show is shot on sound stages and you can clearly tell that it's a set somewhere. And then they do these summer vacation specials and they're all outdoors. And the film stock looks completely different to how the, the show usually looks. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it, it it's just like, yeah, we, we've, we've run out of ideas, but also we'd like a nice little break. That's a good excuse if you're a TV show exactly. and you're shooting <laughs> live, live action. action yep. This is 3D animated. <laughs> um, to be fair, I think Adam Sandler and his friends just take vacations Probably, like yeah. 11 months of the year. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, we've got a month and they churn out three sort of semi-watchable <laughs> but normally quite garbage <laughs> films. So, Well, I think, that's, I think Adam Sandler has commented on this about you know, people kind of complain about his films, and rightly so. They're mostly terrible. Um, but he's like, mate, if you... I'm sure he said mate, but it's like, if you had the opportunity to just sit back, make, like, a couple of films a year with your mates... Yeah, exactly. Why I mean, wouldn't you? That is literally the premise of Grown Ups, is yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to have fun with my friends, guaranteed to earn $10 million at the box exactly. office, costs us $3 million to make, yep. $7 million tidy profit every single time. Yep, great. Uh, so see Hotel Transylvania. I don't know when. I don't care. It looks yeah. rubbish. I mean, so many of these animated franchises are like at their third or fourth film by now. Yeah. Despicable Me did a third film last yeah, well, year, and they did a spin-off as well, didn't they? Didn't Minions, they do a Minions? I one? talked yeah. about Minions earlier as being one of the highest-grossing films of all time. Yep. The Madagascar's get to oh, about three. God. I mean, the the good thing is that they get to three and then they seem to die uh, a very <laughs> quiet and undignified death. Yep. Um, so we can only hope that this we happens can, yeah, for Transylvania. Yeah. So, because yeah, Cars is at three now, so hopefully they won't do another one of those. Uh, what, what, pl- <laughs> planes and uh, <laughs> fire and rescue, I think, was the second one. So, yeah, yep. their spin-offs even sort of like growing yep. in and yep. taking taking over. But does this rule only apply for like animated films? Because the Fast and the Furious is up to like nine or something now, yep. isn't it? Only only bad kids animated films yep. don't okay. have this rule of three. Although you mentioned the next big. Kids animated film to come out, maybe Incredibles two. Yep. Um, so you yeah, see that that's probably going to be good. Yeah, we I mean, can hope. think about Finding Dory and and oh, then, yeah. and see how and think about Cars two and yeah. think about how Pixar does sequels. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We will see. Uh, as I said, Hotel Transylvania. Go see. Don't see it. Just don't. Don't see it unless you've got kids and you need to plonk them in front of the TV. Yeah. And if you're a bad, the... if you're a bad parent. I oh, look. I don't know. Go it's, ahead. I think the bright, shiny colours and distracting <laughs> images for an hour and a half while you get a well-earned cup of tea break. No, no. Just raise them on the same thing I was raised, and that is the raunchy Monty Python films, <laughs> uh, the Marx Brothers, and ho- like horrendously violent and racist Warner Brothers cartoons. That's You'll true. be fine. You'll be totally fine. <laughs> uh, trailer number two this week is a little more film called Under the Silver Lake. Yes, starring Andrew Garfield once again playing someone he shouldn't be playing in terms of his age. He's playing what looks like a... 16, 17 yeah, year old, maybe? Yeah, only he's now like 30. He's older than we are, I maybe, think. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's a little bit young. He's definitely playing like this is his first romance. Sort yeah. Of, uh, maybe early 20s. Yep. Um, it's by the director who of It Follows, yep. the really spooky one, whose mm-hmm. name is apparently David Robert Mitchell. That is correct. Um, or maybe that's three people's first names. Possibly. It's yeah. impossible to tell. <laughs> um, uh, and basically, he has this sort of one night with a, a girl. Um, uh, they're in a, a motel, potentially. She's swimming. They interact. And then in the morning, he goes to visit her, and she's packed up and just completely disappeared. Yeah. 
and uh, he starts looking for her and it's sort of in the vein of like a conspiracy theory or even the number 23 yeah. was a yep. film with Jim Carrey where he yep. started seeing meaning in everything yes and he's and so Andrew Garfield's like there's codes and clues and she's leaving me secret messages and I have to de- decipher them yep. there's this sort of weird paranoia sort of thing going just, on just to clarify as well while the number 23 with Jim Carrey was definitely more of a psychological thriller slash horror film this is the kind of indie slacker romance quirky but i, I still think thing. it's got paranoia with horror slight, like yeah yeah with those overtones well. yes. yeah right um uh, indie slacker um number 23 paranoia psychological <laughs> i mean this guy did the director did it follows if he's going to do psychological torment yeah um yeah fair enough dead, i don't know who knows I, I didn't get the sense from that trailer i just saw andrew garfield looking like he was stoned most of the time uh sort of wandering around pining for this yeah. girl who was the girl of his dreams. I just was, don't know how it's going to plan. Like, is he going to discover knows? that the paranoia is actually true and there were yep. coded messages everywhere? Yep. Is he going to discover that he's wasting his whole time? I think, like, the entire film hinges on how they conclude it. Yeah. And I'm never going to find out because I'm not <laughs> going to watch this film. Interestingly enough, I think you pointed out when we looked at the Wikipedia page, also Tobey Maguire in this. Yeah. So, um... No, uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Oh, I yeah. thought Tobey Maguire. No. It was, it was somewhat... All, it's, it is still a Spider-Man reunion of sorts, but yeah, so, uh, not quite the, uh... Not quite i think we should probably do that at some stage just yeah. get all the discarded spider-man <laughs> into a film together and uh and so when the new kid what's his i've forgotten his name now tom um, holland tom holland yeah once he gets rejected for the next shiny thing once sony says right we're done with this donald glover in as well because yep. i think there was a really big internet push at one stage to get yep. him to play spider-man oh, so, <laughs> this just like theoretical spider-man yeah, and, theory- and rejected spider-man yeah okay the, the guy who did the voice in the amazing yep. spider-man Great. animated series yep. no one knows what he looks like <laughs> Um, Is he still alive? I don't know. That animated series was from the 80s, wasn't it? Sure. M- Mark Hamill's still... Is That's he? That's true. Oh, no, Mark, he, he, Mark he, Hamill, yes. He, he only died in the movie of Star Wars. <laughs> he didn't die in real life. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, see that. I, I don't even know when. We should keep an eye on this, but we won't. Um, all right. Trailer number three. The final one for this episode is... The House with a Clock in Its Walls, which sounds very much like a movie film studio's film title. Yeah, like they spent a lot of time trying to come up with something yeah. that made sense and then just, just couldn't <laughs> and, and just went, this will have to do. We can't spend any more time on the film title. Now, I have no idea what this film is about. So no. it, it's some kind of weird fantasy, uh, slight horror kids film. Yeah, um, with shades of uh, Hugo, the Martin Scorsese yeah. film from a few years back. There's a little bit of Pan's Labyrinth is in there too. A little bit of too. Pan's Labyrinth, um, uh, Spiderwick Chronicles, a bit of Spiderwick, a bit of Narnia, uh, a bit of the old Spielberg sprinkle charm. Yeah, um, and also a nice big helping of Kate Blanchett and Jack Black. And Jack Black. So the, I mean, you see that they are the two people in this film, and I really thought Jack Black was going to be the the star in a very sort of goosebump style old spooky yeah, house. Yeah, but he's actually just sort of like the quirky parent. Yes. Um, who plays alongside Kate Blanchett's also mm. quirky parent. And the story is told from the perspective of a um, young adult uh, boy, maybe 12 I've, to 14, young, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he's now living in a house that has all these quirky gizmos and gadgets and mm. steampunk and levers as and well there's like octopus monsters there's yeah. uh, books that are written instead of in straight lines or in swirls and yep. you have to twist yep. it as you read it there's uh, telescopes that reflect the moon <laughs> and when you touch the reflection there's sparkly <laughs> glowy stuff that yep. happens and yep. so um, and there's a constant ticking yes. from in the walls somewhere and there's like a wind up clock that they like we have to keep it ticking or bad stuff happens yep. or if we 
if if it's ticking bad stuff. I can't remember what happens. Oh, yeah, I, bad stuff happens. Yeah. Um, it's a weird, creepy, kooky uh, house. It's kind of like we watched a trailer a number of months ago called uh, Winchester, the house yes. that ghosts spilt. Yeah. And this is like- The if, prequel. If, if that <laughs> film was instead somewhat whimsical kids film, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be a house with clocks all over the walls yeah, or whatever. Yeah, if Steven Spielberg in his like hook days was directing Winchester, the house with a thousand and one ghosts in it, it would be this film. So, is this a Spielberg directed it's, film? It's, it's by, not by Amblin. I, so he's got uh, some sort of. He's got. Yeah, he'd be EP for sure EP, on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it actually like this is the kind of film that feels like it was a book at some point. It, it very much um, feels like, and like, all all the scenes that you're seeing in it are like the kind of scenes that would really appeal to people that have read the book. To anyone else, including the two of us, it's just an utterly bizarre mess of scenes. Like, I had no idea what was going on with it. Um, Directed by Eli Roth. There you go. Uh, Who did... He did all of the really weird horror films. He did do... The Conjuring and Slash Me in Half. Cabin Fever, the Hostel. Hostel, Hostel, yeah, there you Uh, go. He did... He um, was in Inglorious Bastards as the Bear Jew, I believe. Yep, he did Death Wish as well. Oh, there you go. uh, With... uh, No... Tarantino? No, that was Death Proof. Death and he Proof. also did that too. He was an actor in that. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, he's done a lot of like very schlocky horror films. So he he's, he's a legitimate... So this is a horror director's foray into kids' films? I strange kids' films? I don't know. Uh, according to my sources at the Academy, this is uh, based on the novel of the same name. So there you go. It is a book. So It, it, it just feels like it. I, feel, I kind of feel like that's like a Hollywood go-to is just like... They're just perusing the bookshelves. I can see Hollywood mm. executives with a, a trolley in a bookstore. Yep. And the, the shop attendant's like, we don't have trolleys in bookstores. <laughs> it's just like, I've got to get some movie ideas. Move away. <laughs> just like with the arms waving, just knocking anything that they can possibly into the trolley. Yep, yep, yep. Going, we have to come up with just, something. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, can I also just uh, comment on the utterly bizarre casting duo that is Kate Blanchett and Jack Black? Yeah. Again, this sounds like the kind of cast that we would come up with because they're the only two actors we know. Exactly. And and it just doesn't feel like in any way that they should be agreeing no. to do the same film. Yeah. And of course, Kate Blanchett is doing some kind of accent yeah. because it, I think she's just contractually obligated to use <laughs> anything but her actual accent in a film. But Jack Black seems to be doing his... Again, it's, it's very much like the Goosebumps film he was in. It's that kind of like Jack Blacky shtick. Um... And then, yeah, playing against Kate Blanchett, who is, if I'm not mistaken, and my sources at the Academy will confirm this, and an Academy Award winner. Yes. Yeah, very much Jack so. Jack Black's in a, like, comedy rock metal band duo in Tenacious D. Sure. Like, what? 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 Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the house with a clock in its walls is out in September, I think, in the US. Yeah. Uh, take your kids to see it, or maybe well, don't, don't, if I it's do. by Eli Roth. Who knows? <laughs> um, like, legitimately no idea this, what... This could be like Pan's Labyrinth. It's sort of like, oh, the trailers make it look, again, really whimsical, whimsical and kind of fun. You go there, horrifying. And then a Gestapo general beats a That's guy's right. head in yeah. with a bottle halfway <laughs> yeah, through the exactly. film, and you're like, should have yeah. expected that from Eli Roth. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my eight-year-old kid who is now forever traumatized by what you've just witnessed on film. <laughs> All right. There are the three trailers for this week's episode uh so now i believe it's time to bung them all into the pot and stir them up and see what comes out see what kind of original creation original stew comes out of yep. this mix gotta but leave it simmer for just a little bit indeed we do so while we leave it to simmer let's head off into the green room let's go
All right. So um, I believe I chose last week. So you're up this week. I am. uh, So let's review. We have the third installment Mm. of a very mediocre kids animated monster film. Yep. We have a indie slacker paranoia conspiracy film. Yep. And we have a kids horror... um, Fantasy. Fantasy. Something or other. (laughs) This is a very eclectic mix of films this week, I have to say. Uh, But there really is only one clear winner in my mind, and that is the third instalment in a horrible animated film series in Hotel Transylvania 3. So that is what we will be taking and cooking with today. I like it. I like... We we got in trouble with the Academy last year for not actually properly 3D animating. Instead, we just did motion capture and didn't actually do anything with it. So, we should have listened to Andy Circus when he warned us about uh, the Academy overlooking stuff like motion capture. Exactly, so. exactly. So this time I think we do a proper animation yep. and then just just guarantee ourselves an Oscar nomination. Yes, yep. Um, now, I think what we should do is do the third film oh, absolutely. in the series. This, this is We have to start at, the, at a point yep. where the franchise is already tired That's right, and yep. we're scrambling yep. for ideas. And as, <laughs> and as we mentioned earlier, the third film in, in a horrible animated kids uh, series is the last. So it means that we'll never have to revisit exactly. this again. And I mean, it also has to be titled number three as well. It does, like, yep. that's, <laughs> That is the stipulation that whatever yep, yep, the title yep. is, you know, movie title, yep. number three, yep. in brackets... Some sort of antics. Absolutely. Like, George Lucas went and did the fourth film in the Star Wars series first, so why not? Yeah, but he had plans of making other ones. Yeah, we're, okay. we're definitely bowing out yeah, we after don't have one. To, yeah, we can just say we have plans to make other exactly. ones and just never do them. Lots lots of in-jokes in there to, to things that were never made. <laughs> yep, yep, and yep. It's just like, uh, no, no character introductions either. It's just straight into the action. Um, no names are So given. here's the interesting one. We're going to have to have characters in number three. Yep. That were introduced in in number two. Yep. So you have the core characters from one, yep. and then we have the characters that are following through from number two. <laughs> yep. And then we do the premise for number three, which will have new characters as well, because you can't. You, I mean, like yeah. the third film in this in the Hotel Transylvania looks like it has new characters in it. Yeah, I, I mean, guess the core group that are going on the holiday are from the previous two films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you have like different antagonists and different sort of yep. side characters here. Now, one thing I do want to run by you as a production note or something that we should do when it comes to casting this is so hotel transylvania has adam sandler's crew right yes all of his mates and so on and so forth i think we need to replicate that all right i think we need to find uh, a group of actors a group of notable actors who are always together yeah and cast all of them in this film i like it i like it i really like it where i want to start Mm. is the premise yes Uh, strangely enough uh now this is quite clearly a uh, a monster yep. sort of... Are we doing a similar sort of thing or are we um, taking maybe a piece of classic literature like like uh, Dracula? I reckon we... Then- yeah, I think we need to take a, cl- a piece of class- classic literature and reboot it in a kid-friendly format. So, so it's not just the dark universe that can take old expired franchises and make them into something fresh. We can do that too, but make it for kids. And, uh, I mean, we have experienced the Puppins Odyssey. <laughs> we have. Did, did this very, very thing. We have indeed. Um but I think that we want to do a creature film. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I think we could go back to uh, the old, you know, universal horror uh, library. Or okay. we just go to a literary, a literary um, uh, character. So I think Frankenstein's monster has been 
done yeah, in an animated it's, form. It's a pro- I would imagine Frankenstein probably also appears in the Hotel Transylvania uh, yeah. at some I, point. I, actually, no, you're probably right. I think it does appear in that. Uh, what else is available from a, a literary point of view? Uh, what about like Robinson Crusoe? Robinson Crusoe, yeah. Not a book I've read. Uh, so I have not read it either. Great. But like the, <laughs> the basic premise of like a group of people stranded on a, a an, island on an island somewhere yeah. um, okay. could be an interesting one. I mean, yep. Swiss Family Robinson has that sort of feel to it as well. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I was going to say Treasure Island in a way of kind of forgetting that um, Puppum's Odyssey was completely based off I, the map of Treasure Island. I was going to say Lord of the Flies as well. Lord of the Flies, interesting. That's, um, I don't think that's in uh, public domain. But the, the, was, was the film, was it Battle Royale? Which yes, was sort of yes. somewhat based on Lord of, Lord of the Flies. Yes. And is somewhat sort of like a popular video game style yeah. at the moment. And then kind of inspired the Hunger Games partially yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. There was um, Predators, yep. where they're all like stranded on a planet and they yep. have to sort of five. Yep. Why don't we take that sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. and do a kid's film do a kid. <laughs> that is a, a, a murder survival game on an isolated <laughs> island, yep. but this time it's a kid's film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So non-lethal, I guess. Maybe? Or do they? I don't know. <laughs> Hunger Games is for kids slash young adults. Is it though? And, uh, yeah, but it's it, young adults. It, it is young like, adults. Hotel Transylvania really has its eyes on the, I would say, five to twelve year old market, and then also the parents that are forced to go okay. along and see them. So I think we should aggressively target that sort of. Okay. Um, so it's it's, a, it's it's a bit more fun and wacky than yeah, blood, yeah, blood yeah, and gutsy. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe we take a page of, from Eli Roth's book <laughs> yeah. and maybe there's a, like an e- Eli yeah, Roth right. yeah, dir- yeah. director's cut for adults. Yep, yep. We do the, yeah, we do the Guillermo del Toro, Eli Roth kind of uh, director's cut version as well. I, I re- and when we sell it on DVD or Blu-ray, right, both versions. Exactly. You have two discs, one disc with the kids' version, one disc with the uncut, raw adult version of it and that way two for the of, price of one I've kind of always felt as though they, they should be able to do it like you download the one file yep. and built into that file are edit points yeah. of, of which in which order to play <laughs> the scenes and where to cut it short so maybe it's just like I mean you say discs I think by yeah. the time this comes out it's all going to be in the cloud and on the, true, the streaming true. services yep. and there's just like you know how at the start of Netflix you can log into the regular profile of the kids profile yeah, 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 yep. you log into the kids profile it's got certain data of what bits are missing yep. and it plays through like a kids film yep. and if you log into the adult profile and it yep. plays through it has all of those gory disembowelments that you were looking for <laughs> uh excellent all right that sounds fantastic so island some kind of force or some kind of antagonist who is attacking a group of i uh, know I, I think i think there's a, a like a truman again we go to truman show quite a lot <laughs> an evil overlord mastermind who has yep. put them all in a situation yep. and now they're forced to ah, uh, hunt and kill one another so yep. there might be groups of four yep and they're it's all sort of like they they don't want to but at some sort of some sort of point they're forced f- for a survival yeah psychological survival <laughs> which again is cut from the kids version of the film yeah, yeah, yeah. um to do very very nasty things to one another the decision here is um, do we go Madagascar-style animals? Yep. Do we go um, Transylvania-style monsters? Mm-hmm. Do we go, what are the other ones, car-style inanimate <laughs> objects that have been I, brought to life? Yeah, I think it can't. The only stipulation is that it shouldn't be human. So we know that like anim- uh, anthropomorphic things do well. So Zootopia, yep. cars... Hotel Transylvania. Well, I mean, that's kind of humanoid. Minions, but which are minions, just yep. yellow Tic Tacs uh, <laughs> who look like a just slapstick Marx Brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three Stooges sort of style. Yep, yep. Um, uh, so I think we need to do some kind of 
object or animal or creature as our collection of I think of animals things. gives us like a a um a wider scope and yep. then you can sort of have like the groups are sort of like the carnivores and the herbivores yep. and sort of like uh and that way they get to sort of be broken up a little bit. I think there's a bit in Madagascar where the lion and the zebra who've always sort of been best of friends are now in a jungle scenario mm. and they can't help but give in to the animal nature yep. of like the lion wanting to eat and kill this yep. other animal. Yep. Yep. So maybe we sort of do that sort of that sort yep. of thing as well. Love it. And I also like the idea of like we have aquatic animals, but they're just stranded in a small pond somewhere on the <laughs> exactly. island. Exactly. So they can't do anything. They're, they're, they're just not involved. Yeah. It's like <laughs> no, like, they're involved. But I mean, they, they just have to wait. Exactly. Like, they just perpetually Bide waiting. their time. They're, yeah, they're yeah. the camping strats. That's right. Yeah. That you yeah. everyone seems to hate so much in video games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this does feel like a very, a very video gamey concept. So this is this bodes well for our merchandise ties in uh, tie-ins because we can make the licensed movie game as exactly. well, and uh, we'll just skin some game that already does the same thing. Yeah. Um, so there's no point having to like go through and actually make a game engine and all the code. No, no. we'll just reskin an existing game and be done with it. And it's your favorite animated kids' characters <laughs> as they brutally slaughter that's one right. another yeah, yeah. for supremacy. Yeah, that's right. Well, and again, we can do the same thing with the game. You log in to play the game. If you're a kid, you only get the kids' version. If you're an adult, you get the full <laughs> gory uh, dismemberment uh, version of it. Yeah. Um, great. Okay, so are we going to set this... What type of animals should we do? So I think like we've done... I mean, we've kind of done jungly animals because, like, the puppums are very jungle-based yep. animals. Yep, sure. Um, perhaps we should do different kinds of animals instead. So we could do... Uh, yeah, you say not jungle animals, yeah. and I'm like, city animals? <laughs> Pigeons and cats? Well, it could be that. It could just be uh, city creatures. I think so, it's... I mean, it's a remote island, though, so I kind of... I. Well, hang on. What about representations from every single region? So, right, like, okay, so we have the jungle animals, we have the city scavenger animals, we have the Arctic animals, we have... Yeah, no, pick... I think maybe pick a continent or a zone. Yeah. And then the in very Hunger Games style, <laughs> each each uh, each continent has to send a tribute to the <laughs> islands to, to, to participate in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, Africa always wins because it always sends, like, yeah, the big hunty and, lions yeah, yeah. and cheetahs. And Asia used to have the, um, the their tigers, but now the tigers are extinct. And, um, They've got pandas left. Yeah, exactly. Even the pandas <laughs> just sort of sitting around doing nothing. Yep. Europe has maybe, like, maybe wolves and elk yeah, or something like foxes. that. Foxes. Foxes, yeah. We're, uh, like, we're going farthing wood. Badgers. Cave. These are all the characters from K-N-I-G-H-T-S now. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, the, but there's more now. Yeah, the Arctic sort of sending through yep. their polar Australia? bears and penguins. We've got a, a huge exactly. collection of weird exactly. animals. I, I really like this idea. Of okay. Yeah, I love this. And it can be like the new type of Olympic Games as well. That's an interesting one as well. Yeah. yeah. So this is almost a sports film <laughs> almost, as well. Almost a sports film. Almost a sports Almost film. a kid's <laughs> film. Almost an action <laughs> film. All right, so... we. <laughs> We have representation. So what's what, what are they going to come across? Is it just like a, an all-out battle royale? They get placed on sort of uh, areas around this region yep. separately, and they just have to fend for themselves. Exactly. And I've actually just come up with a really new idea. You, yep. know, you know how uh, in, in some films where... The, you know, the, the news reporter cuts to a news report yeah. and it's like, you know, it shows the Sydney Harbour Bridge in the version yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Or it shows, like, the, the Leaning Tower if it's the Italian version. Yep. When you log into Mephisawudida, <laughs> yep. depending on what geolocation you log uh, in yeah, from... Yeah, yeah depends on which which group of animals you follow through uh, the main plot of the film. Yeah, that's fantastic. So if you log in from Australia, you follow yeah. the koala and the kangaroo and yeah, the yeah, emu. Yep. If you log in from the US, you follow yep. the grizzly bear and the wolverine okay. and the... Um, 
uh, moose snow leopards uh and uh if you log in from uh from asia you've got the the tiger and the the yeah, panda the and the um, monkey yeah sure. sure um and uh and and that way this is great and also we we don't need to re like all we need to do is write one script exactly we don't need to like write completely different scripts for all these different groups we just write the same script make it super generic like most kids films are exactly um jam it full of jokes that um whoever our crew what we're gonna have to do as well so you know how i was talking about like getting the actors crew for the yep. voice cast well for each country for each region we're gonna have to get that country's acting posse together so here's a really weird thing that i found out that um uh so will smith for example yep in all of will smith's films mm. in germany <laughs> the guy who dubs over with will smith's voice yeah does that dubbing for every single film. Yeah. Because it would be weird otherwise, right? So yep, yep. it'd be weird if you saw like a film where Will Smith had a one voice and you went to, and then watched, you know, Enemy yeah. of the State and then later on watching <laughs> Men in Black and he's got a completely different voice. Yeah. So uh, each of these um, voice actors' careers is completely contingent <laughs> on the success or failure <laughs> of the, it's like someone completely separate. So yeah, the yeah. guy who's been doing Tom Cruise hmm. has had a phenomenal success as yeah, a voice yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. He may be really bad, but he was just lucky <laughs> enough to do the voice in Tom Cruise's first film <laughs> and has been riding the coattails yeah. ever since. Yep. Whereas, you know, if, you know, the guy who was like, I get to voice over Shia LaBeouf and he's like, I'm going to have the most <laughs> fantastic career ever. And then suddenly he's in these sporadic <laughs> weird indie films and it goes off it's like oh I've done the voice of Lindsay Lohan and she was in Mean Girls my career's set and then she just like absolutely tanks it and this German voiceover artist is just like what's going on with my life yep, okay. I, I, I have no control over this yep. so I think we just cast the American Hollywood people <laughs> yep, and yep. then whoever happens yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm sure the Adam Sandler voiceover guy and the Kevin James voiceover guy yep. and the David Spade voiceover <laughs> guy are just as good friends as Adam Sandler Kevin James because oh, okay, yeah, yeah. so, they have to do all of the same films <laughs> together that, so wait, are, we, are we assuming that the voice actors who voice these uh, movie stars in other countries kind of live parallel lives Absolute as well? Absolutely parallel so lives. When, so when Lindsay Lohan got hooked on drugs, yeah. the voiceover person in, um, in Korea who was the Lindsay Lohan also had to get herself hooked on drugs and have yeah. a similar meltdown. So the Will Smith voice actor in Japan is married to the Jada Pinkett oh, Smith and he voice has actor two completely well. obnoxious kids who are so talentless and yet so so part of the media consciousness that it's, uh, it's obscene. Oh, man. So... So, ah, uh, yeah, and they would have had to like. So they would have had to. Yeah, they had a kid, uh, who went on to star in the Japanese version of the Karate Kid. Exactly. Uh, and then, then somehow become a worse actor by starring in After Earth. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's a complete parallel there. So right, I mean, we great. really just need to come up with our. So our- just one motley crew, and then we just got to find the. Well, what happens in English speaking countries then? Because they don't dub Will Smith for Australia. No, they don't. Or the- do they? <laughs> I don't. I've never, we, okay, I've we're never gonna actually do, thought about it. What we're going to have to do is whatever. So obviously, because we're English uh, speaking, English is our language. Um, whoever we cast uh, is going to like English will be the main language. So for all the other regions, our English voice actor will have to then dub the film again in the accent uh, for any given region. Yep. So if we cast Will Smith, <laughs> we might as well cast Will Smith at this point. But if we cast Will Smith, he'll do the film in his normal voice. And then he'll have to do the Australian dub, and then the British dub, and then the Canadian dub? Maybe. I think we just do North American. North American? Maybe. Okay, yep. 
There's, a, there's another really cool story that I like about voice dubbing where they did um, Terminator 2 mm. and Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, oh, I speak German, I can just do the dubbing for the German version. Yep. And they're like, yeah, no, <laughs> you, you're from Austria and when you speak German, you sound like a country farmer. <laughs> and it'd be, I'll be back. I, I, <laughs> come with me if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, no, that- no, no, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine. I, I totally, if if Will Smith can't do an Australian accent or does a really bad one, I'm fine with that. He, just so long as he does it, uh, for, just for the English speaking regions, for every other region, whoever dubs his voice, they can do it. Um, but- so we need to come up with our crew. Yes, we do. I mean, who are who are those crews? We've got the the guys who did Workaholics who yep. have been in a few things. They sort of have yep. a crew. The You're- SNL, ex-SNL folks who yeah. kind of band together and, and make uh, there's a, There's a whole bunch of different groups of them depending on like the, the year that they graduated. Yep. So you've got your Adam Sandler's and David Spader's and Kevin mm-hmm. James's. And then you sort of have like a Will Ferrell sort of era yep. um, with bits and pieces. And then you've even got like uh, Andy Samberg and Bill Hader sort of have yeah. like a... A bunch of Amy, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey yep. and all those sort of people in that sort of um, yep, yep, yep. Uh, era as well. Then you even have like the, the Brat Pack, so your Rob Lowe's and Emilio Estevez's yeah, yeah, yeah. and Charlie Sheen's. Well, that's the other, yeah, you, potentially we can just go for fictional um, uh, posses as well. So like the Reservoir Dog uh, Dogs uh, group. What are they doing these days? Well, one of them was Steve Buscemi as well. Steve Buscemi and Harvey Cartel. And Harvey Cartel and uh, I forgot the the main guy, Shannon should. Who was the main character in that film? Mr. Pink. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Blue. Yeah. Um, uh, Vinny Vega or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, what's the actor's name, though? Exactly. I've totally forgotten. Um, so, yeah, we could go for an, like a fictional crew as well. But and I just mean, get them back together to do I this said, new animated yeah. film. Interesting. I don't, I don't know. I suppose, I suppose there's so much choice. There is. Because we can also dig up our our old friends, the Oceans crew, as well. <laughs> exactly, bring them back for another one. Are they? I mean, are they actually friends in real life? Or? I think Clooney and Pitt sort of are, yeah. and and you Ma- know Matt Damon, Matt Damon. And, even Matt Damon, you could probably get Affleck along pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, we'll, so. uh, we'll get the um, uh, what's that? Oh, I forgot the name of that film. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting crew back to get Mini Driver. And you know, if if Ben Affleck's coming along, Casey will just tag along as well. So, <laughs> yep. Okay. Um. I, yeah, oh, hang on. Actually, I oh, know. I've got the idea. You know how we're always talking about how there's like a thousand scars guards. Yes. Let's just cast the scars guards, like sure. every single one of them. So we've got Alexander, Peter, Peter uh, Stellan. Sure. Stellan's the dad. Is there a Bjorn scars guard? Uh, it or? could be. Could be a lot of. I yep. think maybe maybe we do the scars guards to to voice like the Arctic animals. Yep. Um. But yeah, I'm still thinking. There's got. To, I'm, I'm thinking a younger crew. If I'm being honest, okay. Like you, you, you're sort of teen Disney kind of people. Oh yeah, yeah. Selena, yeah. Gomez, Selena Gomez is in um, Hotel Transylvania three. Arianda, Ar- Arianda, Ariana Grande. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, oh, who else was in? Who else is one of those Disney stars from Christina Aguilera and Britney Spe- Aguilera? Aguilera, Aguilera. Well, I mean, they're hardly young these days. Oh uh, yeah, they? Britney like, Spears and Justin Timberlake are all Mickey Mouse Club alone. Yeah, but they're all pushing like 40, <laughs> 45 now, aren't they? Um, I actually kind of like your idea of picking a right? film, yep. and 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 even if they're not real life best buds, yeah, yeah, then we can do that. Like, I mean, we. The Goonies comes to mind, but I don't really like the idea of the Goonies just because we've done that mm-hmm. before. Yep. Is there a, is there a film in there somewhere where there's a group of people who are supposedly friends, but are probably <laughs> not actually friends? Um, 
Oh, yeah. It would be great if we just fi- find a film where in the film they're great friends, but outside of it, like, they were absolutely hating it. We could also bring back the Lord of the Rings uh, Fellowship as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you've done it. I think we get Elijah Wood, we yep. get Sean Astin, Sean Astin, Billy Boyd, Billy Boyd. and Dominic Monaghan. Yep, yep. Um, and then we can even get Orlando Bloom and yep. John Reese davies and... Yep. So Ian McKellen and Viggo Mortensen and Sean, <laughs> Sean Bean. Bean. Yep. I, this is, Perfect. Uh, yeah, Kate Blanchett. You know, yeah. you think Kate Blanchett's not going to be in a weird kids <laughs> film. I beg to differ. The house with clocks in its walls. Um, Hugo Weaving. Liv can Tyler. Come yeah. in. Liv Tyler. Yeah, let's just get the entire Lord of the Rings cast because I love those guys. David uh, Wenham. David, David Wenham's Wenham. up, up for anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who, uh, Miranda Otto. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's an international cast. It's an ensemble Bernard cast. Bernard Hill. Bernard Hill, yeah. Um, the guy that played... The guy that played Denethor Wormtongue. Yeah. And Wormtongue, who um, was also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, okay. Uh, he was, yeah, with a, an orderly in that film. Was he at no, some No, no, he was a patient. Was a patient. He was one of the patients, yeah. Um, I really like the guy who plays... Uh, uh, Denethor, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's an Australian actor. He is an Australian actor. He's in Fringe with um, a, a few people as well. That's right. He was also in the video game L.A. Noir as, <laughs> as himself. Yes, we know what he's in, but we don't know his name. <laughs> I feel like it's John or something like it's, that. It's so- John sounds... Cr- he looks like a John, doesn't he? He does. Uh, hang on, hang on. The Academy is telling me it's John Noble. John Noble. John Noble. I love that guy. Uh, he's a great character actor too. Exactly. Uh, and he does accents really well because he, he is Australian. So he has an Australian accent. He has a really good he American can accent. Nail an American accent. Nails a British accent too. Oh, he's perfect. All right, great. So, <laughs> the, the, oh, so the only person we can't get is Saruman. Uh, so Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee, unfortunately. Um, but we'll put a. I don't know. We'll put some kind of Easter egg in there. To, you, know, you know who else I really want for this film? Yeah, ties in perfectly. Yeah, it's a soundtrack done by Enya. <laughs> All right, so she only did like one song for the fellowship. It doesn't matter. But we're going to get her to do the entire soundtrack. Move over, Howard Shaw. <laughs> it's it's all. I mean, I don't, even know, I don't even know if we get her to do um the soundtrack, or we just use Enya's songs <laughs> for the entire soundtrack. <laughs> so we don't. Yeah. So okay. So we just use her existing back catalog. Exactly. So how many times is Orinoco Flow going to appear in our soundtrack? I, I'm as many times as there are people sailing away. Um, <laughs> I can't actually think of any of the other songs. Like, I, I, I'm yeah. sure she has others. <laughs> I'm sure she does, and we'll find out as we do more research for this film. Um, all right, so it's a it's a kids animated battle royale uh, representation yep. of all the continents, yep. uh, starring the ensemble cast of Lord of the Rings yep. as they um, fight for su- supremacy o- of an island. Now, okay, so we've uh, come up with the plot. Yep, and the very very important thing we said at the start of this. Yep. Was it the, it was the third installment <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, of an yeah. existing franchise? Yeah, yeah, so we take the Lord of the Rings example, right? So part one was about forming the fellowship and then figuring out what the whole point of it was. The second one was like the journey there. And the third one was the conclusion to the journey. So this is where the battle royale starts. Like this is where all the nations have decided, you know what? We This is it. We can't handle it anymore. This is the only solution. Battle royale. And so we just start right in the middle of the royale. All right, so who are the characters from the original franchise? Yep. Who did we get in part two? <laughs> yep. And who's new additions for part three? All right, so new, I, new additions for part three. I reckon I w- we follow the Australia. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've got enough Australian actors in there. Yep. That for, for all intents and purposes, we are following the Australian animals <laughs> yep. and their characters along yep. the way. So that, they were the OG characters. So yeah, the, the so first I th- film. Kangaroo, Wombat, and uh, Emu, yep. I think. Platypus. Absol- 
Uh, Platypus, I think, maybe shows up as a bit of a wild card. Yeah. Platypus and Echidna, the monotremes, yep. show up in, in number two, number two yeah, yeah. as like the sort of like kooky, wild, yep. sort of uh, a few screws loose, but lots of fun <laughs> to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the core gang of, of, of Rue, Emu, and uh, um, Wombat yep. have been there all along. Yep. Um, and then we start getting real granular <laughs> with like with number three as just like frill neck lizard and cassowary and cassowary and emu just don't get along because yep, they're yep. both super tall, super dangerous birds. Yep. We'll also get wallaby, which is yep. visually very similar visually, to a kangaroo. Exactly, and there's all this sort of friction. Yep. Um, you might even get the sort of like the um, the the quokka. And it's yeah. just like, that's just even a smaller womb. Like, yeah, yeah. and we only, put, we only put the quokka in because the quokka has sort of taken off recently because it's sort of appeared in a lot of social media uh, because it's really friendly and takes a lot of photos with people. So obviously that's the one we put into the third film because everyone likes it right now. No one knew about it like when we made the first film. Um, so we can absolutely put it in the third film. Uh, I love it. I love this idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, who else is? Do we need to figure out anyone else that's coming in for the third film? I don't think. Maybe we just like we know it's going to be the last film, and yep. it's real stacks on. So originally we just got the original core mm. um, hobbits, and then in the second film we had to sort of start adding in like the fellowship. Yep. And then by the end, it's like Carl uh, Urban's just like, <laughs> "Where's my role?" And suddenly it's like, "Okay, frillneck lizard or like Eastern grey nosed wombat." It's yep. like you've already got a wombat. Yeah, but he's a he's a southern <laughs> uh, brown wombat. You can be Eastern yeah, grey yeah, nose. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, <laughs> i love this all right so the last thing we need uh to cap off this trilogy of one um is a a title for this saga i think so now do we uh, do we go again do we take inspiration from the lord of now the one thing we won't take from lord of the rings is the lack of a numbering system for the titles of absolutely the film. but do we go for like um the whatever three uh, colon, colon subtitle absolutely okay, colon like brilliant. the final showdown or the yeah, final yeah, count yeah, whatever, whatever it happens to be um, okay so what are we going to call this so this is animals it's animated it's a battle royale it's uh, survival of the fittest survival of the fittest uh, survival of the fittest three colon yeah okay so is it is it, uh, maybe maybe the survival of the fittest comes after the colon okay so, that's so the it's, subtitle. It's, it's something three survival yep. of the fittest yeah 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 yep. um and we go with so like were the first two battle royales or were they just kind of like buddy sort of survival things? Well, it's kind of leading to battle royale. So in the same way that Lord of the Rings leads to the Lord of the yeah, Rings, yeah, but it's a bit more of a hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we we're going sort of Australia. It could be sort of like Walkabout. Yep. Or um, I think Walkabout is actually an Australian <laughs> film from the seventies. So is. maybe we can't do that. Yeah. Um, maybe go. Uh, Maybe it's something to do with evolution. Yep. Maybe it's something to do with... Um, yeah. Uh, I like the evolution idea, but we can't call it evolution because that was a comedy film that was released in the 90s with... Uh, David Duchovny. David Duchovny. Julianne Moore. Uh, Julianne Moore. Quite first, a good film, actually. First film I ever owned on DVD. Oh, there you go. Mine was Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe maybe the franchise is called Natural Selection. Natural Selection 3. 3. Survival, Survival of, of the, the Fittest. Fittest. Yep. That's perfect. Um, now... <laughs> Although, to be fair, and I'm going to throw a spanner in the works, I think number two was probably called Survival of the Fittest. Okay. <laughs> so, Natural Selection, and natural then Natural Sele- Selection two, 2, Survival, survival of, of the, the fittest. fittest. Natural Selection 3, the final the final choice, the final selection. Yeah, I mean, it has to, it has to really go... Uh, 
island vacation. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, so we need somehow we need to inject levity into what is actually the final film in a very epic trilogy. Exactly. So if we're going natural selection and we're going the Darwin sort of theory, maybe yep. the Galapagos Islands mm-hmm. sort of come into it a little That's bit. That's where it could be set. Yeah, I think so. Let's I think we set, set it on the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. And um, so natural selection, natural selection two, survival of the fittest. Yep. Natural selection, selection three, three. Galapagoofs. Galapagos. <laughs> Galapagation. That doesn't sound anything like vacation. Vacation galops. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Galapagos getaway. Ah, oh, love it because yeah, the alliteration. We but need, also yeah. like they're trying to get away, and yes. so there's a double meaning for getaway. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, natural yes. selection, natural selection two, yep. survival Bravo of the fittest. National a uh, natural selection three, Galapagos getaway. Um, great, I love it. Uh, stay tuned for that. The final film in the trilogy. Definitely properly 3D animated. <laughs> yeah, we, we yep. guarantee Hollywood. 100%. Yep. We did this properly this time. That's right. This, please, please uh, nominate. <laughs> Are we going for the Oscars this year for this film? I think we're going with the Oscars for every film. For every film? Okay, brilliant. We're going to have to contend with The Incredibles too, but that's fine. We, we, we have three in our name. Surely that will win us awards. <laughs> exactly. Return of the King was the only film that actually won a substantial amount of Academy Awards when it came out. Exactly. I mean, so, it's... You say substantial amount. I think it is the most equal with Titanic and yeah, Ben-Hur. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. And uh, not, not even the best film in the franchise. No, it's not. I, I not think even. they were just holding out going... <laughs> they we, were. We can either give them all to number one, all to number two, or all to number three. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think they were more like, yeah, the first one's really good, but can we really give the Academy Award to this action-adventure fantasy film that's never been done before? And then they finally relented when the third one came out. Having said that, the third film in a series is no indicator that will it win awards because I'm pretty sure The Godfather 3 won wah, wah. nothing. Thank you, Sophia Coppola. <laughs> okay, I think that's a wrap. I think it is. Uh, any housekeeping this week, AJ? Yes, housekeeping as per usual. We are online. We are moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, some bios of uh, yours truly and my colleague over across from me, and Mufuzawudada where you can find every single film that we've ever released or ever created, all the plot synopses for them and everyone we've cast in them as well. Uh, We are on Facebook where we post emoji clues as to the trailers we've watched on next week's episode. What are we going to do with this one? uh, I think we'll do fine. A bit of a a different sort of uh, format that I'm doing for the clues. Anyone that sort of... So this week we had tag and I did have Mm. the emoji clue of a tag, which is fine. But then also additional clues of the plot of the film sort of to follow. So people chasing after one another. Yep. I did the same thing there with uh, action point, which was an explosion and a finger pointing action point, obviously. Quite good. But then lots of carnival rides and then an emoji face with bandages, which (laughs) is, again, the plot of the film. So additional clues to to help you along the way. Just get get involved. Uh, have some fun with your responses. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a bit of fun. Yes, indeed. Uh, we are also on Twitter, um, <laughs> where it really just looks like a bot. We'll get there someday. We will absolutely get there one day. And we're on Podbean, we're on YouTube, and on iTunes as well. Uh, so if you like anything that we do, feel free to give us a like on any of those particular platforms. And uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog. If they're going to listen to it and they can give us a download number, absolutely get them to do it. Um, And I believe that is it. That is it. Uh, So all that remains is to thank you all for listening once again this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Roll credits.